Lifting my shirt over my head caused me to wince. The muscles still sore and the skin still ravaged. If I dressed as I should, the gamberson and the hauberk would rip the scabs off my back. I sighed heavily, pulling the flesh taut over my ribs. I had to leave today. The nuns protecting me healed all they could, and if I stayed I may endanger them. I rolled the padded undergarment and mail up, moving slowly. The dull steel sucked in the early morning light. Arthur's mail shone with the light of his soul. He seemed to glow from the inside out every time he went into battle or attorney. I forced the memory away. A gentle knock at the door focused me on the present. Come in. My voice sounded the same even if I felt different. Deep, rough, heavy with unspoken emotions. The door opened and a nun stood in the entrance of the small cell. She looked at me and then at the small amount of things I owned and packed. So, you are leaving us? She said. Yes, Sister Eliza. I think it's for the best. You are leaving too soon. These wounds will become infected. She told me firmly, her hands sitting on her considerable hips. I promise I will keep them clean, and I promise not to do anything too stupid until they are healed, I said, dredging up a smile for her. She blushed, her round face and the nun's wimple all too obvious with no hair to hide behind. My smile can open up doors for me in the most frigid of hearts. I don't believe that promise for one bloody moment. She cursed, then crossed herself. I realized quickly that the world of a nun didn't come naturally to Sister Eliza. But if you're going to leave, then at least let me help you pack. She hustled me out of the way and began organizing my few possessions. She did a better job than I could have done. My pack and saddlebags were tidy in moments. So, do you have a plan? I laughed. No. What is there to plan for? I am dishonored. I am exiled. I have been thrown to the dogs by my king. I have no plan beyond the nearest tavern over the channel. Self-pity doesn't suit you, Lancelot. I opened my mouth to snap back at her when I saw the deep well of compassion in her blue eyes. I dropped my gaze. No, I know. I need God's grace, but I don't know how to ask. She laid her hand on my bowed head. I stood almost as tall as she could reach. I felt her fingers nestle close to my scalp, burrowing through my thick black hair. You just have to ask, Sir Knight. I cannot ask for God's forgiveness when I cannot forgive myself, I said to the stone floor. And you won't forgive yourself until you have your king's forgiveness, she said sadly. Over the last three days she managed to prize my story from my reluctant lips. A farmer found me in his field, bleeding to death, and carried me to his cart. I'd been lucky, apparently. The wounds, though open, were treated when I'd been cut down from my flogging post. No infection, no fever, beyond the one in my heart. In those three days, I'd only really seen Sister Eliza and the Mother Superior of this small community near the monastery at Sherborne Abbey. 
I'd been deemed a dangerous influence on everyone else. They were probably right. Sister Eliza, after informing me confession would be good for my soul, proved a patient and sympathetic listener. I thought the only thing that would be good for me would be an arrow to the heart. I refrained from saying it aloud, though. I didn't want to shatter her illusions. Arthur can never forgive me, and I don't blame him, I said. I earned every lash of that whip. She opened her mouth to argue, realized how futile it would be, and snapped her mouth shut. Well, she said more briskly, you need something more positive to do than wallowing in a tavern for the rest of your life. I suggest you find a cause or a war to keep you entertained. I smiled again and caught her fingers to my lips. I kissed them fondly. Sister, I will do as you command.